rejection. We all face it at one point or another, whether that's in our careers or in relationships. And sometimes we might even be the person doing the rejecting. This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. On my show, I talk about everything from my past life as a magazine cover girl to my life now where I run fast and far, breaking the tapes at races around here in New York City. Today's show is about rejection and how I faced it in relationships as well as on my career path and how I've used rejection as fuel to get me to where I want to go. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Oftentimes on my show, an idea will come to me and I'll just press record and talk about a topic. Today's show is no exception to that rule that I have of just freestyle on a random subject that's come to my mind. And it happens to be about rejection, which has been stirring and on the tip of my tongue lately, as it's something that I've thought a lot about because it's something that I've faced over and over and over again as uh, a fashion model, as well as in other aspects of my life, especially within relationships. So I'm going to dive into the times that rejection specifically helped me or left me better than had I never been rejected at all. So let's go way back to the beginning. When I first moved to New York City, Um, Even just before that, when I was getting ready to sign my first real contract. So I signed my first contract in Chicago, which was about a six-hour drive north of where I lived in St. Louis as a, a model. I was scouted to be a model, and I got my first real big contract. And with that was very exciting, but also um, the goal was to get to New York. That was where models were, they, that's where they made it big. It was one thing to be a Midwestern um, catalog model, but it really meant that I was making it if I could get that contract landed in New York City. So as a teenager, I came out to New York and the first round of seeing all the agencies, which is what you do, you go and you meet all the top agencies, that first trip I got rejected. (laughs) So I had my Midwestern contract in Chicago, but the New York agencies said, nope, and shut the door, and I didn't get signed. And I remember going back to high school, um, going back to high school after, you know, here I am, I'm I'm flying out to New York, and everyone's all excited, thinking, whoa, she's going to be this model. And then I come back without a contract. Even though I had one in Chicago, it just wasn't the same in my mind. I I wanted to be the New York girl. So, um, you know, my managers at the time told me, you know, in a few months, we'll try it again. It was basically you just kind of keep trying until you get you get it. But they actually said instead of going back to New York right away because you got rejected, let's send you to Europe and have you start working there. So while I was still in high school, uh, because of that rejection in New York, I went to Greece I went to Italy and I started modeling there and I landed some big editorials in some big magazines like Cosmopolitan and Grazia and those magazine images got me signed with the good agency in New York that I came back with these new images and at 18 I signed with Ford. And if you don't know, Ford is one of the best agencies in the world. It's historically just one of the greatest modeling agencies. Um, They revolutionized, actually, the modeling industry um, and just are very well known in the fashion world. So I signed with them, but that's because I had these amazing images from going to Europe because I had been rejected the first round of going to agencies. 
So that is how I landed here was ultimately this like long and winding path to get that New York contract. And that humbled me. So it made me very grateful for when I finally did get that contract with Ford because I knew what it felt like to not have it. And um, so it made me just so grateful. And all I wanted to do was do well at my job once I got that contract. It felt like I had finally arrived when I was um, when I got the Ford Models contract. Um, so yeah. And then once I was signed and I had my new apartment where I lived by myself and I started working, um, the, that's when the real rejection started. And what I mean by that is, you know, every single day you're going on castings, you're going to eight, seven to eight castings a day, meeting with all the top clients, all the household names. Um, and you're hoping that these jobs will start to come in because it's, you need to make rent. And that at that time, I wasn't even really supposed to have other work. Like I wasn't supposed to have, I was supposed to just focus on modeling 100%. So um, so I'd go to castings and I, I was pretty used to like having casting directors just say, no, you're not what we're looking for. You get used to it. And you walk into a room and you see 40 other girls that look just like you, tall, blonde, blue, blue-eyed girls. And you say, oh, I'm not that special, but... But at the same time, you also have to think of what makes you you and what will make you stand out um, to casting directors. But that said, um, like I said, you get very used to not getting the jobs. That it's almost like you don't get your hopes up because you you can't because you just go on so many and you don't get all the jobs. So you you just kind of get used to it. And this let me kind of find myself because if you wrap your identity up in how many gigs you're booking based on how many castings you're going on you can get pretty sad pretty quickly because it's just inevitable. Even if you're like the most perfect model of all times, you're not going to book every single job. So that gives you a thick skin. And um, so I got used to, you know, going on all these castings day in, day out, day in, day out. And then every now and then you get the job randomly for whatever reason, the casting director will say, yeah, you, and you'll book the big thing for DKNY. Um, or you'll book the big thing that's going to keep your, your your income coming in for the next few months. Or even, you know, I mean, I still have some jobs that I shot not that long. I mean, a, a, like a while ago that I still get residuals from that um, for whatever reason they liked me. So I'm just like so grateful that, you know, some casting director happened to like me because you just get so used to not getting it. But I want to tell you guys about a very specific case of rejection that in this modeling, you know, life that I had for 15 something years, more than that. And that was when I was going back on callbacks for Victoria's Secret. And if you don't know, Victoria's Secret was a really big deal, (laughs) especially in the early 2000s. Um, And, you know, the Victoria's Secret fashion show, the Victoria's Secret catalog. And I watched a lot of my peers um, booking this. Like a lot of the girls that I knew when I first came to New York got Victoria's Secret. And that was a big status job that really put people on the map. It took you from anonymous model to supermodel. And while I had things like magazine covers like Elle and I had a lot of campaigns and I had my face in magazines for beauty editorials and fashion spreads, I didn't have that thing that really takes you to that next level. And so when I when I got the call from my agency saying, go, you know, you're going to Victoria's Secret tomorrow and that you're going to like look good because they're only seeing like two or three girls. You're on the name, your list is on, or your name is on the list. Like go looking amazing. I got really excited. 
And I think um, I had a, I had a couple callbacks. Went met with Victoria's Secret, and this was uh, this was a really big deal. And I remember my agency. I think they were even like calling me after hours, like it was like seven o'clock at night, and they're like, "Okay, like this is like they were getting their hopes up, and they were like, like we really hope this happens." And so it was just a really big deal. And when I went, um, I was like the last callback. I remember just having kind of a bad feeling and I don't know what it was. I think it was the vibe or something. I didn't have a good night's sleep. And ultimately, you probably can guess that I didn't get, I didn't get Victoria's Secret. And that one, that one stung because I remember just getting kind of my hopes up. And it's funny because I look back and I go, gosh, that's what I was so upset about. Like I got so sad that I didn't get this. But now looking back, I go, thank God I didn't get Victoria's Secret. And I say that because once that didn't happen, um, that, you know, that there were multiple rejections like that, like things that kind of were like big and then I didn't get it. It started to set the tone for this isn't what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Like, you know, obviously you can't be doing it for the rest of your life, but I was like, this, this is what, this is what my life is around. Like, you know, going and like hoping I get a job like that. I don't know. There there was something about it that kind of allowed me to grow up a little bit and think about what makes you excited? What gets your wheels spinning? And what do you want to be doing? And so often at all of these shoots, uh, even really big fun jobs, because I had a lot of fun. I did some amazing shoots. I was always talking to the photographers and the stylists and the art directors and wanting to be on the other side. I wanted to be the person behind the lens, taking the pictures, directing, calling the shots and finding out what gets the designers motivated and who every single other person is on that set from the highest up to the person grabbing the coffees. I wanted to know those people because I love people. And so I think that that rejection, um, the Victoria's Secret thing, um, set the stage for me deciding, I really want to pursue this other stuff and find my voice outside of modeling. So it's kind of the best thing that ever happened to me, if I really think about it. And I look back and I'm just so like glad to be sitting in my apartment right now, um, surrounded by all my running shoes and the life that I've built ever since that moment. Because I used to be just like so consumed with with that, like thinking, oh, I didn't get that. I didn't get that Victoria's Secret job. And, you know, I didn't get that Teen Vogue cover. That would have that was another one where I watched one of my peers get it and I didn't. And it was just like that would have been the thing. And anyway, so but then I also look at like the Tupperware or the big container I have under my bed that has all of the magazine ads for L'Oreal and all of the different like beautiful campaigns that I did get that had hundreds of rejections sandwiching the the big breaks. So it's kind of funny because um yeah, I'm just I'm I'm glad that I had that rejection because it taught me what I really value. So um yeah, but aside from modeling rejection because obviously you get very used to being rejected as a model. And that obviously segued or put a different direction in my life and taught me how to own my skills as a storyteller and write and take pictures and work on production, uh, which is more what I do now. Uh, rejection 
also manifested within relationships. <laughs> and if you know me, you know I talk a lot about dating and love and all of my high highs and low lows with that stuff. And the same thing as I noticed with modeling rejection, I can apply to how I look at relationship rejection. Because I, when I first moved to New York, um, I didn't have a lot of experience in the ways of love. I met my first real boyfriend um, who happened to be an actor that people know. I mean, to this day, everybody knows who this guy is. Like he's, he's just a, he's a character all around. Um, He was in, he was in a bunch of movies when I first moved here. He was in like uh, comedies and he was on a TV show on Nickelodeon. And he was just kind of like one of these um, kids about town, New York kid who grew up in the industry and knew a lot of people and I learned pretty quickly like this is a big crazy world that we live in and at the same time it's also very small and um so this person just kind of knew everybody and I like so what I'm saying is that when we got together I I was just considered him the whole world he was he was my path to the whole world he opened up the entire world to me as this new person to New York And when we broke up, I remember thinking, oh my God, like this, like the worst rejection of my entire life and how will I ever go on without this person? And um, ultimately what it did was it saved me from a kind of life that I never could have kept up with. And uh, that rejection ended up turning into a friendship because I could see it like that. Like, oh, you saved me from having to be your right-hand man in this crazy world that you live in. And um, that theme continued where with other relationships, you know, I've had different kinds of breakups over the years, but that one I look at as very positive because that rejection in the moment of us not working out just fizzled down into a friendship. And I no longer had to assume a role that I couldn't fill. And if anything, it also taught me what I was looking for. And I remember even having this conversation with this person when we broke up where I was like, I think I know that I'm looking for someone who's not so in the spotlight because I'm telling you, this person, we'd be walking down the street and someone would just like notice them and say, are you so-and-so? And And then it would just be this whole thing. And it was, I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad, but I think it was like a lot to keep up with. And, you know, I... I think I was in a different place in my life too. I wasn't as sure of myself. But yeah, that rejection saved me a lot of pain and like having to feel like I I wasn't able to keep up with someone. Whereas now what I'm looking for is just a different different kind of thing. It's more about like the home life and like what we have when it's, you know, just us and bouncing ideas off of each other and less about what I have to do to keep up with someone if that makes any sense at all. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like I'm kind of going on a tangent. But but there were, I think of another rejection where uh, out of nowhere, uh, you know, somebody, somebody you know, decided we weren't going to work out or whatever. And I look back and I remember the moment they said, like, this isn't working. And I, in the moment, I was almost so relieved because then I just thought, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right let's just clean break and then start over and it's it's amazing how like then you can kind of like relax a little bit and use the rejection to push you in um making yourself a priority because every time I've been rejected in a relationship 
I've gotten better. I've gotten faster. I've gotten fitter. I've gotten more flexible. You know, whatever it's been that like whatever relationship has rejected me, I it pushed me to get way more focused on myself and uh, work on my crafts with it. Like, you know, I remember one time I went through a bad breakup and I was like, I'm going to like I, that night I was like, I'm just going to go shoot. Like I was on with my camera and I was just shooting different people on the streets. And I was like, just in this, like, okay, I have to create as much as possible and write and do everything because it kept me focused on myself and it made it a little bit less painful. So rejection can sometimes push you and make you uh, a little bit more resilient. The other thing about rejection, um, and I'm wrapping this up, is that being rejected in these ways with modeling and relationships taught me how to reject others more gracefully. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes sometimes you're going to be the person turning someone else down. And for me, I, I've had to break up with people. I've had to turn people down for jobs, like for different like roles. I've had to reject, uh, you know, back in the day when I was living with a bunch of roommates, I was in charge of finding a third or fourth roommate and I had to tell someone like, you know, you can't live here. You know, just like stupid stuff like that. Or even just like on a date, you just know it's not going to happen. Another date's not going to happen. So you say, hey, it's this isn't going to work. So but being on the receiving end of it and knowing what it feels like to be rejected, you can do the rejecting a little bit kinder and think of how to make it not as painful. Um, and I shouldn't say that with a question uh, tone, a questioning tone, but I've even told people like when I've broken up with them or when I've like decided to not date them or something like, hey, I'm, you know, this has nothing to do with you. And I, it's so cliche, but you know, you're awesome and you're, you deserve X, Y, Z. And I have, you know, these things and I I can't give you X, Y, Z. And that's why it's going to be like, it's not going to be fun for you. So you you find ways to reject people in a way to like put them above you and respect them and say, hey, it's not about you. It's about me and where I'm at. Even if it is for a job that they seem to really, really, really want. Um, I've had different Things like that where somebody, I remember one of my jobs in production, I was hiring interns and um, people would be really hungry for these roles. And sometimes I'd say, hey, like it's, you know, you seem like you're, you're going to find the right thing for you, but this is just a totally different set of skills and you're going to be in over your head and it, for, quite frankly, it's not going to be what you want to be doing. So it's like rejecting someone because you see their potential shining somewhere else. Um, but Ultimately, having been rejected in my career, in relationships, and then experiencing rejection on the other end as the person having to turn people down for something has made me that much more humble and has given me a lot of character. So I wouldn't change having gone through these rejections. In fact, I think they definitely make me who I am. And I hope that somehow this has helped you if you've gone through some kind of a crazy rejection. And I want to hear about it. So hit me up on social media. Um, you can DM me at Lucy Beatrix, L-U-C-I-E-B-E-A-T-R-I-X. And I want to hear how a rejection uh, hurt in the moment, uh, how it hurt, and then how it made you stronger and you bounce back. So yeah, that's my show for today. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, just be fast. Just win. 